This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. I know you, you focus on yourself, and, and your players say that as well, but uh, is it a bit of an anomaly uh, coming into a situation where you have a team that has not played in, well, basically two weeks as your opponent? That is, yeah, that's, that's rare. For sure it is. Uh, I was talking to Thomas Hurdle at the All-Star break, and that's the first thing he said. We don't play for two weeks until we see you, so they're aware of it. But, you know, they've had a couple of days of practice, and, uh, yeah, it's it's rare. Uh, we just, again, we focus on ourselves. We just we just have to make sure we get out and get after them, like, right away. We want to put a lot of pressure on them right away. We want to make them defend. We want to just, uh, yeah, pressure them all over the ice. Kelly Moore asking that question to head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus, earlier today. Pre-game show gets going at 4.30. Puck drop at 6.30 right here on 680 CJOB Jets. Sharks at Canada Life Center. Optional skate today, Jim Toth, 10 skaters, uh, plus Brent Brassois. Ex- expectation. He can almost write this one to the bank that Connor Hallibach is going to be getting the start tonight against the Sharks. How do you feel about this game, Jim Toth? Well, what's your Cameron. opinion on this game coming up? The San Jose Sharks haven't played in two, uh, haven't played in two weeks. Um, what do you think about this game? Well, first of all, Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, yeah, Happy Valentine's. And Day. And I don't know if you know, but I love you, man. Thanks, man. I love you. And on too. the Jim Toth show, we're going to talk about friendship, love. We're not like okay. You know, I, I, I don't know about real love. I mean, I know about it, but I'm I'm the last you've person never, you should ask. You've never experienced it truly. You well, better be careful what you I say. I am here. right now, but I I just <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm also like, seventy. Do I got, do I got you in a, in a corner here, Jim? Yeah, I'm also seventy eight years old, so I'm yeah. the last guy to ask, right? But yeah. you have your whole life ahead of you and are in. But we're going to yeah. talk about that in the Jim Tell Show about do you tell your friends how you feel about them too, not just. Your partner on Valentine's well, Day. Being, so it was I different. love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, Jim. And it's you, you don't know, have to love me back. You can just like me. Okay, I'll, I like you, Jim. Uh, <laughs> it's you know <laughs> getting ready. <laughs> you know, you when you grew you you grew up in the mid fifties. I mean, it's a little bit. It was a different time. It's okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's okay. You should tell your friends today just as much as your partner. I love you, man. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. They made a movie about it. That's a good Paul movie. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, but what my worst segue in radio history is, is I love the Jets' chances tonight. Well, I think they I have an excellent wow. chance to win this game. And you were running the numbers and we were discussing yeah. it prior to the show. But on paper, and we all know oh, Blake Wheeler God. had the famous on paper means beep until you actually do it on the ice. But I do not know how this team loses this game tonight. And I know the Sharks have beaten the Jets already this year 2-1, but you're going to get into it. You're fired up about this, but this is a game that the Jets... I'm looking for ways that they could not win it, and I can't find one. Um, There are no excuses that the Jets don't win this game. They don't exist. And I'm saying that prior to the game even starting. Yeah. Maybe the wheels completely fall off. They lose two defensemen uh, and a a forward somewhere in the middle of the game, off in the first period. There's a match penalty being handed out, and the Jets are playing with 12 skaters for the entire game. Not on the day of love. On the day of love, everyone stays healthy. This is a game they have to win. 
They have the San Jose Sharks coming in to Winnipeg. Haven't played in two weeks. The 31st of 32 teams in the NHL. Tomash Hurdle is out. He's having knee surgery. Logan Couture comes back, plays the final six games before they head on this break. Then he re-aggravates his uh, pelvic hip uh, core injury. He's out. He's considered week to week. He's not even on the trip. You're facing a team with the worst goals against average in the league at 3.9, almost four. And you have the second worst PK at 73%. Now I, the jets, I think they got to score four goals tonight. They have to go out there and score four goals. They got to get three, five on five, and they got to get one on the power play here. Um, That of course, as long as they win, they got to find a way to win this game. The two points are by far the most important thing. Uh, but this game, Jim, like this is, this is, this is being presented to them on a silver platter. So this this is where you bring in Al Pacino's character in any given Sunday. And you say exactly what you said in the room. And then you add in what Pacino said. Now I can't do it for you. That's right. But but I mean, good Lord. We, if you fight and claw for this one, I just, there, I hate doing this because we're going to get, and feel free as always love to hear from you. 780-6868. There are no easy games in the NHL and this isn't going to be easy. You have to show up a hundred percent, but this team, and I look for things, Cam, not only, I, I just think the Jets win this game, but here's what I'm looking for tonight. The power play has to click tonight. Yeah. It's the second worst penalty kill in the league. This lineup they have is going to take penalties, in my mind, if you use your speed and transition game. Mm-hmm. And then I look for that second line. Um, we had yes. Sean Monahan on yesterday, and I got a lot of time for Sean Monahan. I didn't think he was going to come in and have four goals in three games or five points in three games. Um, but I, I'm looking at, and you and I, I, I saw you listening to his audio today, paging Cole Perfetti. Yeah. Uh, Cole Perfetti had a great start to the season. He was at center, went to wing, but I have all the time in the world for him. And I thought he had a really good start to the season, but he has not scored in a long time. And he has 30, uh, 30 points in 50 games. I look for Monaghan and uh, Velarde, and I love Kelly Moore's conversation with Velarde yesterday. Yeah. Um, talking about, you thought I played well, or blah, blah, blah. Like, very self aware that he's like, sometimes you're not feeling it. You're not in sync. You're not in a groove. I look for the second line to do some damage, and I look for the power play to do some damage. uh, Velarde's an open book. Perfetti hasn't scored since he had that two-goal game, two goals, one assist, uh, back on January 9th against Chicago. Uh, He's been goalless in 10 games, and he's had one assist. That's it. That's the only point he's registered over that time. Uh, That second line, you're talking about Velarde, pointless in five, and, of course, Monaghan yet to register uh, point. Uh, Here was Rick Bonus today on the second line. They have to get to know each other. We need something out of our second line. Uh, So if they can sit together uh, and the bench, you know, I'm – in the dressing room, even the practices, it's important. They're talking, getting ready for practice. They're talking all the time. So they had. you have to build that chemistry. It starts off ice. So I put them there specifically for that, to help that chemistry grow as fast as we can get it there because we do need more from our second line. Yeah, they do need more from that second line. Rick Bone is saying that twice. And that's in reference to the question was uh, Monaghan sitting right next to Cole Perfetti uh, in the dressing room. They're talking back and forth. That's sort of that 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 attempt to build to build chemistry here. Um, and here was Cole Perfetti on getting their line going. You know, I think we're, we're all pretty confident. That, you know, we have a lot, we all think the game really well. We all are, are really talented, skilled players. So I think we can this line can be really good we just got to find that and, and you know like you said communication talk to one another and, and um, 
you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm excited for this line. I think there's there's a lot that we can do. So um, we knew it was going to take a little bit of time, but hopefully now a couple games in and a couple practices in where, you know, found our mojo and we can get going. Now, as you said, Jim, there's no easy games in the National Hockey League. Done. You can't ever approach a game and just – Moving past, the Jets are thinking about Vancouver on Saturday. They're thinking about Vancouver on Saturday. they got to take biz- care of business against the Sharks. Yeah, and As- we're getting the text at 780-6868. Kiss of death on Valentine's Day. Toth <laughs> likes the Jets. <laughs> Doug says, way to go, boys. You're just jinxing the game. Ha, ha, ha. That one from Doug. Well, Doug, if I thought, I'm I'm very superstitious about this sort of thing. But I, I'm coming out and saying that today about, like, this is a game. It's right. It's right there for the taking for the Winnipeg Jets. Well, look the past couple of years. Like, remember when Columbus came in here and beat them? And I don't mean beat them. Like for three periods, I was like, are are they going to get going? Or and and (laughs) Line A had a couple and stuff. So, but this lineup is so depleted. Uh, Look at the fact that they, you know, haven't played in two weeks, and the Jets, you know, coming off a win. Um, and, and that's what a lot of our texters are saying today. And thank you for them at seven eight zero six eight sixty eight. They expect the floodgates to open. They want to see a ton of goals tonight. They want to see, but I just don't know with Connor Hellebuck and net this lineup from the Sharks. Yeah, and the fact that they've had a couple of games out of the break and San Jose hasn't. Not to mention the fact a couple of years ago it was the San Jose Sharks who said Winnipeg's dark and dreary. The Ugh. internet doesn't work. Ugh. So they can't even look up how the Jets' power play is or watch any game film because there's no connectivity in this this city for the, the San Jose <laughs> Sharks. The Wi-Fi sucks. The Wi-Fi sucks for them. It keeps going in and out. Every time they look to see a tell from Perfetti on the power play, they, it, the video stops and goes grainy. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. So it's I tough. just think that they um, – now look – tomorrow are we going to be talking about a 3-1 Jets win with an empty netter and, and a lot I think a lot of fans out there will go that's not good enough well, that's I, not see I would think I, I think it is I think it would be I think they would be we all know this is a team that has been goalied this year a couple of times mm-hmm. but I just tonight and I'm maybe I am jinxing it I don't know I just think that there's and I'm not talking about an 8-1 win I'm talking about a 4 or 5-1 victory Maybe a shutout. Don't worry. Connor Hallibuck's not listening, people. For all of you who want to say I'm jinxing that. Uh-oh. Um, but I just, it's time to sort of, you had your five-game losing streak. You had your games where you couldn't score goals. Yes. It's time to come out. And I, I think the opposite of you, Cam. Like, focus on tonight. You have two days off. Don't even think about Vancouver. Yeah. But what you do tonight in tonight's game and the fashion in which you do it will set up your game in Vancouver. I think it's going to be a 4-1 game, a 4-1 win for the Winnipeg Jets. And this is going to be the big tell. This is the big tell, Jim, how the Jets start this game coming up. They have the San Jose Sharks off two weeks. They're not going to be hitting the ground running here. They're going to struggle through that first little bit. The Jets have to come at them. There is no reason that this team should not dominate the at least the first 30 minutes of this game. You know the Sharks are going to have a period of time when they're going to come. They're, they got NHL players on there. But there is no excuse that the Jets do not come out of there and absolutely throttle the Sharks in that first period. Go break their hearts right from the, right absolutely. From the puck drop. Let's absolutely. break their hearts, boys. Let Adam Lowry stand up and go, hey, let's break their hearts right from the get-go. Four minutes in, 2 nothing. To reiterate my point, this is the – this is and I, again, I'm not sitting here insulting the San Jose Sharks, but I'm just trying to give you – uh, uh, the perspective of where this team is right now and how bad they've been struggling. And of course, Logan Couture and Thomas Hurdle out of the lineup. Those are big. That's, that's a big hit. But Jalen Addison, Mikhail Granlund, William Eklund, Anthony Duclair, Fabian Zetterland. That's their first unit power play. You know what I mean? It's just where the San Jose Sharks are right now as they head to the trade deadline. 
Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Sharks, Jets, 4.30 pregame show, puck drop at 6.30. Uh, found a little bit of a loop, a problem with our power ballad Valentine's Day. What? They're about heartbreaks, usually. Power ballads in the 80s were all about heartbreak. It so wasn't that- about, like, how... How much we're in love. It was about, I can't believe you did that with Nikki Six. How dare you? It was a lot about that. But it's still great music. Oh, Brett, yeah. Brett Hedigan. I, I mean, we got to settle this. Do we have Mr. Hedigan? Yeah, we do. Uh, Brett Hedigan, radio color analyst with the Sharks, joining us now, former Stanley Cup champion. Brett, how you doing? Good, good, gentlemen. I'm actually slow dancing in, in my hotel room here in Winnipeg right now from that music. I just, I knew this. I remember the mullet, Brett, and I just thought there's a guy who's done the side to side once or twice at a dance. <laughs> yes, the side to side, the slow move. Yeah, I probably pulled that out of the garage a couple of times. <laughs> For you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. I know as a small boy growing up, you wanted to play in the NHL and also be in Winnipeg on Valentine's Day. Those are the two dreams. <laughs> hey, I've made it. Gentlemen, I've made it. Finally. You know, here in Winnipeg. After all these years. Yes. No, it's good to be up here and good to chat with you guys again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after two weeks off, I mean, this is a real unique situation for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, two weeks off. How tough is it to return from a break like that and, and hit the ground running? Terrible. I mean, I, I sure the heck wouldn't want to do it if I'm a player. I mean, I, a couple of days off and I'm already got a little bit of rust that's starting to form on the, you know, in, in the, in the wheels, if you will. But I, you know, I think they've had a couple of days of practice, three days of practice. They're, they're going to be able to get out there tonight. And I think the big, this is the beginning of what, 31 more games for the Sharks. We've had a terrible schedule, and it is what it is. Everybody has bad schedules, but the Sharks were ranked number one as far as travel uh, in the National Hockey League, the worst travel so far. And we, we've had the toughest as far as win percentage against opponents as well in the NHL. So those are the double whammy leading to this. So I think the, the break was good. I hope the guys got some rest. I think tonight's going to be a huge challenge, though, when you've got those 14 days off and you've got a Winnipeg Jets team that's, I guess, foaming at the mouth when you think about the last, what, seven games you guys have scored eight goals. And a team for me, it's the best team defensively I've seen all season long. And I, you know, I've seen every team so far in the National Hockey League, and nobody's played as defensive and as stingy as the Jets have this year, five on five. Yeah, and we're not the brightest guys on the radio when it comes to hockey coverage, but we are well aware there are no easy games in the NHL. But we just look at tonight's game and we're discussing our first segment, like when when uh, the the hurdles and the coutures aren't in the lineup, two weeks off, the Jets, you know, have had three games uh, since the break. They're coming off a win against Pittsburgh. It, we, the floodgates could open here. We just, we're trying to find ways where the Sharks might win this because there are no easy games in the NHL. But if the Jets show up, they they really need to sort of, it's more about them tonight, is it not, to sort of establish themselves and, and, and start getting the floodgates open again. Yeah, this is for the Jets. It's really about, you know, how you go out here. You don't cut corners when the puck drops, you're ready to play. I don't care who's on the other side. If it's, you know, the Sharks minus Couture, minus Hurdle, a lineup that's, you know, been struggling all season long. It's really for them. And if your leadership the way I've seen it all season, I know you got uh, one of your main defensemen in uh, Brendan Dillon out tonight, who I love, by the way, one of my favorite players I met in the National Hockey League, just a wonderful human being. Um, last game for him and his suspension. But getting back to your question, in statement, in fact, that this team can win a cup, and they've got the goaltending, 
It's really, uh, you know, going after Monaghan, kind of getting a guy that's, you know, I think has played really, really well in the last year or so. I think he's kind of found his game again, and you slide him in there on that second line and a guy that can help a little bit on the power play. He's played a lot of games in the National Hockey League. Um, and I don't see a lot of holes in this lineup, guys, and I really don't. And I think it kind of – we may have touched on this last time we were on, the, on a call together. It reminds me of one of my Hurricane teams, really, maybe the 2002 team where, you know, you've got some talented players like, you know, Shifley and Kyle Connor and Ehlers and, uh, you know, on defense you've got Morrissey and, you know, but, but overall – and you've got the goaltending, by the way, who, who a lot of teams do not have, you know, going down the stretch here and into the playoffs. But they could be a team that could all of a sudden find themselves playing in a championship as far as the, the, the Western Conference, and then you just never know that this team could maybe, you know, get themselves there and try to play for a cup. Um, what's the mood of the team? What's the mood of the Sharks right now, Brad? Well, you know, I think the mood is, is, you know, these last 31, you want to see the guys like, you know, Fabian Zetterlin, a guy that came over in the Timo Meyer trade. Uh, you want to see Mikhail Granlin continue to play the way that he has played all season long. William Eklund, young player, you know, 50, 51st game here tonight, um, moved over to center, you know, finally getting his feet wet in the NHL. That's a player that you want to continue to see grow here these last 31. On defense, you know, Mario Ferraro, guys like Ty Emerson, defenseman, um, Henry Thrun, another young defenseman trying to find his way in the National Hockey League. I think the the message, I think, coming from inside that locker room is, okay, let's let's play the right way the last 31. Let's make sure these younger players compete, that one word, compete every night, that you want to see little – bits and pieces of those guys knowing that they're part of the future moving forward. And, uh, you know, I think be staying positive, right? It's mm-hmm. easy to hang your lip in the National Hockey League when you're in the bottom of the league. Things haven't gone your way. But what I will say is what I learned about winning and losing teams, and particularly what you learn when you're on a losing environment and a losing team, is how you are as a teammate, right? And I can sit back now as a former player and say, boy, and I've actually had some of these conversations with some of the guys and some of the leaders on this team with the Sharks, the fact that you're, you don't realize right now how much you're learning on how to be a better teammate when it's not going your way, when the team isn't as good as you want it to be. It's you know learning how to keep your chin not pointed down, but keeping it level no matter what the situation is, patting guys on the back, tapping guys on the shin pad, picking guys up around you, because when things aren't going your way and you're picking other guys up, that'll get you back on track. So I I think, you know, that's what I want to see with this team is making sure that these last 31, that guys compete and then guys body language is the right way to be able to be a good teammate for, uh, for the guys around you. I love that because this these are the times where the foundation is laid. It doesn't. Yeah. A lot of these guys might be around. They might not. The two stars have long contracts, but this is as Rick just said. This is where we went through this with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, right? Like those dark yeah. years is where they built the chemistry that they have. Where now they have players taking discounts to stay here. Um, this is kind of the era I believe the Sharks are in as well. So I, I appreciate that. I do want to ask you, though, past tonight's game, what do they look to do? Like, um, we looked at the cap space yesterday. We looked at some of the players and the contracts and all the UFAs, free agents. Um, this isn't your normal rebuild, Brett, to me. This is like, um, I don't know a lot of the players are going to bring in a lot of assets and high picks. I don't. I don't kind of know where the Sharks are after this year. 
Well, that's a good question. And, and I'm, I'm looking at the 10 UFAs that are on this roster. Yeah. Kevin LeBanc, Mike Hoffman, Anthony Duclair, mm. Alexander Barabonov, Justin Bailey, Ryan Carpenter, Jacob McDonald, Capo Kakinen, who's going to play in Nets, I believe, tonight. Oscar Lindblom and Redeem Shimmick. Those two guys have been in the minors for quite a while. So really eight guys up here currently that are UFAs. Um, you know, what guys and what teams are going to move or move for these players, maybe make a sm- slight modification in a trade for the Sharks. But, you know, this is a, what do you want to call it? Uh, I don't want to call it scorched earth, but it's, it's really a rebuild that's starting from the ground up. And I know Mike Greer, you know, he's going to continue to try to take stabs at UFAs uh, moving forward. He's going to try to, you know, try to piece this together to kind of patch the holes um, he knows the one word that he used or the phrase I should say is competitive natured people is the, is what he wants to start to gather. And he said that when he took the job, um, he knows that this team is about the middle of the road when it comes to that, uh, on a scale of, you know, zero to 10, 10 meaning most competitive and maybe zero being not competitive at all. He knows there's somewhere in that middle range that they've got to get better in that department. So I think for me, if, if I'm Mike Greer, I start with people. You know, the Brendan Dillons of the world to rebuild a, a franchise with because you know you're not going to get all the the skill right away and the and the guys that can make plays under pressure maybe right away. But if you had if you add good people into that lineup and in that locker room, you can start to build that culture, exactly what you're talking about with the football team and, and that where that's laid, the foundation of what you can build upon needs to start with with the human beings that you have in that locker room. So I think aggregating as many of those good human beings as possible uh, to do this rebuild is, is really, for me, the right way to go about it. I, I always love your analysis, Brett, and, and I wanted to get your thoughts on the biggest story uh, this week in the National Hockey League. Um, Morgan Riley getting a five-game suspension for his cross-check on Ridley Grieg um, after uh, Grieg uh, uh, slap shot the puck into, your, into the net. I mean, do you think the NHL uh, Department of Player Safety got it right? And your overall thoughts on the, on the whole situation? Yeah, it's funny. Dan Rusinowski, the radio broadcaster, Hall of Famer, and I were talking about this this morning. Um, you know, just, you know, because he, 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 he was kind of like, Brett, you know, what's the difference between, you know, somebody doing the, the lacrosse goal or the Michigan and, and somebody doing this? I said, well, it's a big difference. I said, the one guy is going to do a Michigan, he's doing it while the play's going on, and you kind of just tip your cap that the guy pulled it off under pressure and in a game where this is a situation where it's an empty net guy comes in and does a slapper. It's kind of a you know an fu to, to you know to start for the comment, but it's yeah. it's a little bit of a bad deal. We don't, I never would have seen that back in the day. I don't believe when I played. I think your head would have been taken off clearly. Um, you know the next shift or the next game, somebody would have chased you down. But you know, is cross checking a guy in the head the right response? Absolutely not. He got what he deserved. Uh, but you know, I think this game at sometimes you know guys are going to send a message and guys don't want to see that kind of attitude. I, I think what I do love about our sport of hockey guys, and I guess we can pull this aside, cross checking somebody in the face, because that's not what we need. It's not what I'm saying, but we do have a little bit of a self-policing mm-hmm. where if you ever meet professional athletes, I believe hockey players are the most humble. They're most approachable. And I think part of our sport and being able to be held accountable for some of the things in your actions are what make guys kind of humble and more approachable in our game. So I don't know where that answer is, guys. I don't have the right answer for it, but I think uh, I do love our sport. We do do some dumb things, maybe like Morgan Riley, and even the slap shot on a breakaway is, I would say, consider that in the dumb range as well. 
Um, we're not always the smartest, but uh, I do love our sport. I do love our athletes. Uh, I agree with everything you said yeah, there, Brett. well said. 100%. Uh, radio color analyst uh, with the San Jose Sharks, uh, Brett Hedekin, joining us. Uh, Brett, you got, a, you got a great website. Uh, why don't you, you give it a quick plug? Oh, man, thanks, you guys. Um, yeah, it's Hedy, H-E-D-I, so my last name, Hedekin. Uh, my been my nickname forever. Um, Hedygear.com is, is my website. Basically, guys, it's about, you know, backpacks that have Velcro on the front and side panels and patches that attach to those those panels. And really, I don't feel like I'm a backpacker patch company. I'm a moments company, right? So when you've had moments in your life that make a difference, you want to carry them on your backpack. For me, I've got a patch on my backpack always. It's a 1994 Stanley Cup Finals patch that I have on my backpack all the time. You know what it does? It reminds me what a good teammate looks like. That team, the Vancouver Canucks, lost to the Rangers in 1994 in the finals in Game 7. And every time I see that patch, I think of Pat Quinn. I think of the teammates. I think of the mistake I made in the very first game as being a Vancouver Canuck. I, I joined the team in L.A. I don't know how much more time we got, guys, but go I, ahead. let me go, tell the story. I will. Yeah, go it ahead. kind of gets to the moment. But um, I, on the very first game, I, was, I didn't have a lot of confidence when I got traded to Vancouver from St. Louis. We're in L.A. It was the night that Gretzky broke the all-time scoring record when he, you know, against the Vancouver Canucks that night. And I made a mistake in the first period, I think, and it cost our team a goal. And I'm sitting in the locker room. I'm humiliated. It's my first game. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And Trevor Linden and, and one guy after another comes over and taps me on the shin pad saying, hey, Hedy, we got your back. Don't worry about that. We got you. And then the next guy, Martin Jelena, and then Cortnell, and then, you know, Sergio Momesso. And, and the next – it was one of those aha moments in my life where I just went, holy cow. That's a completely different feeling from where I came from to where I am now. And sure enough, that team goes all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and loses. But – I guess that's what I am. I'm, I'm a backpack and patch company, but I'm more about moments in your life that matter. And, uh, you, you know, carry them on your bag. And I'd love to have uh, – we've got every NHL team, all the uh, Velcro on the sewn on the back of the patch, and you can get your teams uh, to go right on your backpack. Not only is that an amazing story and, and the reasoning behind what you're doing with the website – but it probably had White Lion playing a ballad in the background when, when they patted you on the back and said, good job. So this is all tied together, Brent, in one giant Valentine's Day. Get your patch. Get it to the point where somebody had your back. That's outstanding. We really appreciate that story, man. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Love talking to you guys anytime. And looking forward to uh, watching the Jets here uh, down the stretch and seeing what they can do. Pre-game show starts going at 4.30, puck drop at 6.30. Uh, Brett Edikin, uh, Radio Color Alliance with the San Jose Sharks, joining us. What a great uh, story. Fa- like to, favorite to guest on the show. Way back then, and then now he's got this little... Take care. That's awesome. Enjoy the call yeah. today, Brett. Yeah, have a good hey, call thanks, tonight. Guys. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. All uh, right, boys. Bye-bye. Yeah. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. They're coming to town. You want to go to Skid Row with me? I'll go to Skid Row with you. Thanks. I, after scoring... No six- one's ever said that. Yes, I'll go with you to see Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, see Skid I Row really appreciate you. that. Thank you. After scoring six goals in six games, Alex Ovechkin is almost back on track to catch Gretzky by the end of his contract. To get to 895 by then, he needs to score 59 goals in his next 194 games. Uh, roughly 25 goals in uh, 82 game pace. He needs to score 25 a season, which I think he can do. I think so, for sure he can. Yeah, yeah. It seemed a little dire there, but uh, I think he's back on track. Got six goals in six games. He's gonna find a way to score those. There's no yeah. way he doesn't do it. Like you, you, you'd be 50 years old strapping on skates. Throw me out there, coach. He could put, be. Yeah. Just put me on in the power play. He needs to get some better teammates. 
Well, they need to load up that. Yeah, team well, that's what they get for chasing it for so many yeah. years, right? They what, got are your, one. what are your plans tonight besides taking in the game? Well, I'm hitting up Dollarama. I'm going to buy myself a nice, cheap card. Hal talked about this this morning. You can't go to Dollarama. Oh, well, I'm going to Dollarama. You you got to up your game. Nope. Dollarama it is. I'm not spending more on cardboard. Good for you. Stand your ground. <laughs> stand in my ground. Of all days in a marriage to stand your ground. Today's the day. Sky, it's coming from Dollarama. I'm announcing it to the whole city. It's coming from Dollarama, that card. Add some stuff to it then. No. You're a dollar hour. Get I'll write, a couple I'll things, write, tape I'll it write, to the car. I'll say, I'll just put in it in the middle. I don't even write anything. I'll just say, yeah. from Cam. You should sign off by going, Sky, I'm coming home, baby, to have a nap. Because <laughs> you've been up all morning. It's what I'm doing. <laughs> when you come home, just be a little quiet so I can just keep sleeping. Game of love tonight. Looking forward to it. Okay, we got to get out of here. open? 4.30 pregame show. They open. They nice. open. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche. Producer. So that's it for me. I'm back. See you more. See you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Forche. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.